I was watching a video, and it was a video of some black Republicans um, basically having a debate with people from Black Lives Matter. And I'm going to say this. Black Republicans look crazy because they have white Republicans supporting them. And most black Republicans are going to have a majority white Republican uh, follower or support group or fan base. And so it looks crazy because a black person could be talking and behind them you see a bunch of white people. So you assume that this black person, this black Republican is a sellout or is condoning racism which is funny to me because if you look on the Democratic side, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, it's a bunch of white people supporting people of color that are riding with the Democratic Party. But the only difference is the Democratic Party seems cooler because celebrities and entertainers and athletes are able to publicly endorse the Democratic Party. The media supports the Democratic Party. so. Everything supports a person being Democrat, so it's a lot cooler, it's a lot more fun, and for the most part, you can go into most spaces and not be criticized, ostracized, or ridiculed for being a uh, black Democrat. But it's funny because I watch a lot of videos, and in these videos, I see black Republicans debating with black Democrats, and I have yet to see a black Democrat win a debate against a black Republican. Now, I've seen black Democrats win an argument, meaning where it doesn't have to be based on anything factual or tangible, but I haven't seen them actually win a debate against a black Republican. And I'll, I'll take it a step further. First of all, I'm not Democrat or Republican, or um, I guess liberal or independent or green or whatever these parties are. Um, if I was a party, I'd probably be a part of the Black Panther, Black Panther Party. But um, what I'll say is, though, when it comes to politics, uh, when it comes to what black people need um, and even understanding the plight of black people, black Republicans understand that. They have the grasp of what actually is plaguing black people and what black people actually need. Now, this is what I've seen. When you hear Democrats or black Democrats talk about black people, they are way off. They do not understand what black people need or they do understand and don't care or they do understand and have another agenda. But I would just say that black Republicans actually get the plight of black America. Now, as I've said before, everyone's hands get tied when black people say they want to remain in the system but still be free. So when black people say, I want to stay on the plantation, but still have my rights, what you essentially done is you tied every leader's hands because now you're asking the leader to navigate through a system to free the people or multiple leaders or even the person or even yourself. You're making the task very difficult if you say, I want to be free within this system. Uh, no difference than a person saying, I want to stay in the matrix, but still be woke. It's just, it's just going to be a hard thing to do. And so... I attack these problems or look at these problems based on what the majority of black folks want. The majority of black folks don't want to be separate. 
The majority of black folks don't want to be a, a nationality. The majority of black folks don't want their own land. The majority of black folks don't want to separate from white America. The majority of black people want to be in the system. So if that's the case, now we have to look at solutions that are in the system. And I guarantee that's going to tie everyone's hands because black people have been conditioned to reject any solution that the mainstream media does not support. But anyway, I was watching this video and there were some black Republicans and they had on uh, MAGA hats. And, and it's just funny. I heard one guy, he said, um, somebody said, you're wearing a Trump hat. And the guy said, this is not a Trump hat. He said, this is a make America great again hat. And I said, he's actually right because the hat actually doesn't say Trump on it. It actually is a slogan of make America great again. No different than the hat that says black lives matter. It's no different. Um, there are slogans on the hat and it's just one is tied to the Democratic Party and the other is tied to the Republican Party. But technically, they are hats with slogans. But even me saying that would get people fired up and upset. But anyway, these guys um, are black Republicans and they're arguing with people from Black Lives Matter. So the one guy is yelling at the white people and he's telling them, this is not your land. You all are from Europe. You all stole the land. You know, the whole rhetoric we know since we were kids. Uh, and so the black Republican was like, okay, well, what do you want us to do? What do you think should be done? Who should the land go back to? Who should get the land? And so the guy that was doing all this yelling and screaming and, and arguing about the land being taken, about how we were from Cush, he didn't have an answer. You are out there protesting and marching for a cause and someone asks you a simple question like, okay, what do we do with the land? Who gets the land? And mums is the word. So just imagine, and this is a guy that's vocal out there. Imagine all those people out there just yelling a chant and have no clue about any solutions, have no clue about what black people need. And yet he's out there possibly risking his life for a cause that he has no solutions to achieve. I don't know if I said that right. He's out there risking everything without, without a solution. If I can say that better. And so that one question stumped him. And I said, wait a minute. I said, this is probably the guy that's outspoken and informed. And he got stumped by a simple question. Imagine all of the other people out there who have no clue about what's going on. Dear black people, I'm going to say this real quick. I'm going to say that if you're going to be outraged, you have to be outraged at the truth and the facts. You can't be outraged at a lie. Because being misinformed about something is worse than not knowing. Because being misinformed puts you under the illusion that you are informed. And guess what you're going to do? You're going to act on that misinformation. And that's what we've done for centuries. Now, so the same guy's arguing later and, and, and he says, um, I heard myself Trump say something racist about black people. And so the guy said, okay, what did he say? And he couldn't tell him. I said, wait a minute. 
you just said you saw or heard yourself that Trump said something racist and when asked about it, you couldn't answer the question. And again, this is the vocal guy. This is the guy I assume has some knowledge and some understanding. And he got stumped by two simple questions. Again, you can't be outraged at misinformation. And I'm not saying Trump isn't racist. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is that if Trump is racist, then it should be easy for you to find some tangible information. It shouldn't be this difficult. It shouldn't be he said this, but he really didn't say it. If he's racist, it should be easy to find something above him being racist. Not having an opinion about things that involve race. I'm talking about actually being racist because a racist person is going to tell you how they really feel about black people or Hispanics or Asians or, or Jews or whoever. They're going to tell you. It's not going to be this difficult to find if someone is racist. But I just noticed a difference between black Republicans and black Democrats. And, and for the most part, many people that the mainstream media has endorsed don't really have a solution. They don't. They only look at symptoms of a problem and they make the smallest symptom the largest problem because it's easier. Matter of fact, the guy said, I have a, I have a broken leg, I have a, a, a gas or a fracture in my skull, and I got a cut on my finger. And they're literally rushing to treat. The medics show up and rush to treat the cut on my finger. He's like, my leg is broken and my head is leaking, and you all are focusing on the cut on my finger. And that's how I believe that uh, Democrats look at things when it comes, and liberals, when it comes to the plight of black America. You know, I wish uh, they brought debates back, you know, just everyday debates between all different groups. Uh, you know, it could be Democrats, Republicans, liberals, uh, Muslims, Christians. I, you know, I wish we just had debates like they used to have back in the day. And, and I believe that back in the day, there was more of a rapid response to change uh, because there were open debates. So people got both sides of a discussion. Right now, it's all one-sided. Right now, it's just everything. Uh, Trump is bad, and Democrats care about black people, and that's pretty much the the narrative that's going around. Um, but the debates actually would open more people's eyes. I know the Democrats right now are trying not to have Biden debate Trump because they know that. Joe Biden is going to lose a debate. And I'm just like, it's just not honorable, though. It's not honorable to say we don't want a debate because I, we don't want him talking to Trump. We'd rather have Joe Biden talk to the people. But I'm like, I feel like the people deserve to hear from both sides. I'll be honest with you. I'm not just going to be on the emotional roller coaster. I actually listen to what people say. I actually uh, read these articles. I actually listen to these interviews. I actually get to know these people, you know, and where they stand. So 
I don't have to really go off any narratives out there. I can just look for myself. But most people don't want the responsibility of the truth. And when it comes to black people, we are an extreme version of what most people are. So if most people don't want to hear the truth, then black people are going to reject the truth. Now, many folks say, well, you have your truth, I have my truth. I guess I I get it, but there is a such thing as the truth. There is a such thing as the facts. But I notice that when it comes to us, a lot of where we suffer is because it's a lack of character. And we don't want to do our due diligence because we don't want to be burdened with the truth. Um, I reference back to that video and I'm like, the guy was stumped on two simple questions. I'm like, how are you all out there protesting for the rights of black people when you don't have any solutions? And then you got BLM with the only solution of, we're only gonna focus on when white officers kill black people. And then if I say, well, that's not the main issue because black people kill each other far more often and in far greater numbers than the police. In fact, black people kill each other more than any other demographic. And when I say this, black people get upset and tell me I can't say that because this is about police brutality. But my question is, when is it ever going to be about black people killing black people? The problem is we aren't controlling the narrative. So there will never be an appropriate time for me to say that black people kill other black people more than any other demographic. And I've seen this firsthand. The folks I've known have gotten shot, was shot by somebody back. The folks that I've known shot somebody, shot somebody black. The folks that I've known have died from gun violence, have died from or at the hands of someone black, except one person. And this person had moved away and was Mexican and was messing with uh, uh, some some Mexicans uh, gangs, uh, one of their girls in the gang. I don't know, one of their girls and. They killed him. But for the most part, um, it's a black-on-black homicide. And the black-on-black homicide rate is higher than so. But the narrative is is that everybody kills everybody. And so it's a blank statement that's not contextually accurate. Everybody does kill everybody because the majority of crime is about proximity. But black people still kill at a higher rate than anybody else, and we're 12% of the population. So when you add context to it, people will be more apt to be outraged by what's going on. What they do is they don't broadcast this information of how poor we are, of how how violent we are, of of how miseducated we are, uh, of how large the wealth gap is. They don't focus on these things because they don't want black people to truly be outraged. Because if black people knew what's really going on, they would be upset with the Democratic Party actually be upset and I told somebody I said if we're giving the Democrats almost 100% of our votes they owe us something we're not voting for Republicans think about that we're not voting for Republicans 8% of us 8 or less percent of us will vote for Republicans so they don't owe us anything we're not making sure their candidates get in office. It's not us. We're not doing it. So the Democrats are the ones that owe us because we're actually making sure they get in office. But when I say these things, I'm accused of being a Trump supporter. When I say these things, I'm accused of of being, of not seeing a bigger picture. I'm accused of being a sellout. You know, all these things as if 
me telling the truth is now somehow linked to supporting racism. And if it is, that's sad. But when it comes to us in politics, I did a video on Amanda Seals just telling black people to basically not think, just vote for Joe Biden because he'll have Kamala Harris as his uh, VP. Just these kind of things and, and the things I hear um, these uh, liberals and Democrats say, it's actually really insulting to black people because what they're telling black people to do is don't use your brain because you may find out the truth. I would never tell someone black to not think. I would never tell someone black to not make an informed decision. And I know I'm saying black, but I'm also going to say that we are not black. Most of us are indigenous to this land right here. We are not black. They they called us black to reduce our our social status, to take away, you know, that whole thing. And so you can't use a color to identify, describe, and define a group of people. But anyway, so we're not actually black, but I'm saying black because it's the generic term, but we're not black, you know. Anyway, um, so I think about blacks in politics and I really realize that it's a character issue and the character of the black voter is a direct reflection of the character in the black leaders. So if Obama was a black president and he didn't believe in reparations or didn't have a black agenda, I don't have to dig deep in that. It's ridiculous. There's no way you could have a gay president and that president not have an agenda for the LGBTQP, don't forget X, Y, and Z community. There's no, or even reject reparations for that community. There's no way you could have a Hispanic president and that president not be for reparations for his people, nor have a Hispanic agenda. Or a a Jewish president that would not have a Jewish agenda or even reparations, which they get great reparations, but, or even reparations for his or her people. Only a black president could not look out for black people and be supported for it. Actually be supported and excuses made for not doing it. If I was to run for president right now, everybody black would expect me to have a black agenda and to be for reparations if I was running. But if the other people run that are black, there's no expectation placed on them to have these things. You know why? Because they are endorsed by the white media. All these narrative are, narratives are pushed by white leadership. Black leadership is an extension of white leadership. And so there's no pressure on black leaders to do anything for black people because they're being presented to us as the actual solution. What do I mean when I say that? I'm saying that your guy's reward for your suffering and pain is a black person in leadership versus actual policies that will actually benefit black people. And now many people will say, he sounds like a Republican. He sounds like a black Republican. And I will tell anybody, just go listen to a Democratic, black Democrat talk, go to YouTube or or Instagram and listen to a black Republican talk. It is going to be two people that I believe care about black people, but their message is going to be totally different. I believe that economics is the way. I believe that land ownership is the way. I believe in that owning your own is the way. I believe that having your own business is the way. I believe in 
having life insurance. I believe in all these things. Those are my beliefs. I don't believe that 200 some black folks a year being killed by the police is what we should focus on when it comes to 42 million black people in this country or indigenous people of this country. And so when it comes to black people in politics, the main hurdle or barrier that we face is really an exercise in character. My goal, if I don't do anything else, is to get us not to check that black box because once we check that black box, we are going to be confined to that black box. Uh, When we come out the womb, everybody has a narrative for us and everybody has things they want us to do. Everybody has a way they want us to live, a way they want us to talk, and most importantly of all, the way they want us to think. And so a part of the plight of uh, black America is not really having an identity to the point where we're given an identity by people or groups or powers that don't have our best interests at heart. And so when somebody like me starts to talk, um, my message is not approved by mainstream media. You, You don't see anybody in mainstream media talking about empowering black people. You you hear these athletes and these entertainers on TV uh, crying without one tear falling. You, you see these people um, just just begging and pleading for black folks to get treat, treated right, but nobody's talking about the real things that plague our community. Nobody's talking about the economics. Nobody's talking about the wealth gap. Nobody's talking about Reparations. These people are only talking about an approved script, and the approved script is for black people to be victims and remain victims, even though you don't get treated like a victim. All the other victims get special treatment. We don't. You know why? Because we don't demand anything. We don't demand anything, and that's a problem. And we don't demand, excuse me, we don't demand anything because... We don't value ourselves enough to demand anything. The things that plague us the most are always gonna boil back down to character. We don't value ourselves enough to feel like we're able to make demands. And guess what? We should be making demands every day. If anybody should be making demands, it should be us. We should be demanding everything. That's why I suggested that we put some stuff down that we want and we present them to both parties. And if we're not gonna do that, then guess what? Come up with our own party. And if we're not gonna do that, then let's just separate. And if we're not gonna do that, then we gotta stop complaining. We gotta stop complaining. They picked these people and put them on TV to subdue who we really are. That's what they do. They put these people on TV to cry and tell you that you should be afraid and and, and to beg and plead and grovel for somebody to to treat you right. Black Lives Matter is not a definitive statement. It's a plea. It's an ask. Think about it. There's no power behind Black Lives Matter. It's power behind 
emotional power behind the sentiment. But if your life really mattered, you wouldn't have to say it. You would just live like it did. You wouldn't tolerate certain things. So you can't say that black life matters and we tolerate everything. And then our solution is to take it to the streets and then get infiltrated by all kinds of groups who are supported by the Democrats. Because best believe the Democrats are behind all this social unrest. Um, these white folks are not building bunkers for black people. They don't have tanks in their black yards for black people. These white folks ain't thinking about black people. These white folks are preparing to go against you know who. They're not thinking about us, but the media wants you to think that they're doing all this stuff because they want you to be a shield for them. They want us to stand in the way of those bullets and those missiles. They want us to be in the way. They want us to fight them so they don't have to. I said we get out the way because the average white person ain't thinking about you. I'm sorry to tell you black folks, the average white person is not thinking about you. But guess what? I guarantee they got you thinking about them. And so if we don't want to break away, we got to look for solutions within the system. This is why I tell people to not listen to the narrative or the rhetoric, but to look at the policies. Look at what people are actually putting that pen to the paper on. Not what the media is telling you, not what somebody else is telling you. Actually put the pen to the paper. I'm on social media, on Instagram and, and Facebook a lot, even Twitter. And the arguments that people have against the stuff that I agree with is all emotional based. It's not factual, factually based. It's just not. It's just all emotional Rhetoric. It's all just regurgitating what the media are telling them to say. And again, it's white people controlling the narrative. It's white folks telling black people how we should exist. And again, we are not black. I'm just using that term. But they're telling us how we should exist. And we aren't outraged by it because we don't know the truth and we don't know the facts. If the average black child was taught the truth, about where we are in this country, the truth about what's been done to us in this country, the average black child would be outraged by the time they got to be a senior in high school. And so they don't teach these things to our children because they don't want our children to be outraged by all the stuff that's going on. But they do want, but they do want our children to be vaccinated. This is what I tell people. The same people that's controlling this whole thing are playing both sides of the fence. We love you on one hand and we hate you on the next, you know? But I want us to not check that box. Tiffany Haddish said that her friends got mad at her because she said she's a white woman. She told them, I figured out the key to the matrix. Just check a different box. And Tiffany Haddish said something profound to me because it's a mindset. It's a, mind, it's a mindset to be a victim. Now, getting victimized is out of your control, but to remain a victim is in your control. And most of us want to remain victims because it's easier. It's easier just to complain without having any solutions. It's easier to just complain without having the facts or the truth, because the truth brings about accountability and responsibility. And so when it comes to black people in politics, 
what I find is it's really a white narrative. It's a white narrative. Because if it was truly our narrative, we would talk about the whole picture. We would talk about the entire picture versus focusing on police brutality and black folks getting vaccinated. Because those are the two main things that are going to take place, if you all didn't know that. Police brutality, black folks getting vaccinated, and neither one are going to come up with a solution. Or neither one of those things will be a solution. This thing boils down to character. You knowing is your responsibility. Study to show thyself approved. You knowing is your responsibility. There's no way somebody could be riding for Black Lives Matter and get stumped on someone asking them, what should we do to, with the land? Who should it go to? And tell me what he said. Those three questions shouldn't stump a, stump a person that's out there risking their lives potentially for Black Lives Matter. And I tell people, they always use a black person with a criminal record to make a martyr. They're never going to use a black person that doesn't have a criminal record to make a martyr. You know why? Because it would be unanimous outrage. They don't use it because it's outrage across the board if you actually kill someone that everyone perceives to be good. No one's going to perceive these folks to be good because there's some element of criminal activity associated with these people. Not justifying the deaths, but there is a level of criminal activity associated with these people, and therefore, it keeps the conversation divided. But the black folks that are completely, completely, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, innocent, no criminal record, law-abiding, upstanding citizens, contributing to society, all these great things, fathers, family members, all these great things, they would never put them on mass media. They would never make them martyrs. You know why? Because everybody would be outraged. Because quiet is kept, most folks ain't going to tolerate you killing good people. Most folks ain't going to tolerate you killing good people. That's why when they used to hang us and lynch us and do all this stuff to us, they had to villainize us first. You got you to gotta get in the folks' mind that we did something heinous and terrible. They will never pick the good black people to make martyrs, quote-unquote good as in the metaphorical sense, but the good black people to make martyrs because it'll have unanimous outrage. And unanimous outrage kills the narrative. I hope you all enjoyed today's podcast. I was just talking about uh, politics today. You know, I watched that video of those black Republicans versus BLM, and I watched the video of Amanda Seals urging uh, black people to vote and not think. And I just, you know, just wanted to just talk about that uh, today, but also just shed light on these narratives uh, around um, politics as it relates to black people um, and the decision that we have to make. If we want to remain in the system, then we got to pick the best option for us. And the best option for us is there. Um, and it's your and it's your choice. Whatever you feel is best for black people, that's your choice. I won't tell anyone who to vote for, nor will I tell anyone not to think. In fact, I will encourage 
that all of you all think and use your own mind to formulate your own opinion. But hopefully you all enjoyed uh, today's podcast. And uh, I want you to remember that my soapbox might be dirty, but my kicks are clean. Thank you.